0: Welcome to the Right Brain Music Podcast, presented by Right Brain Records. I'm Scott, and I thank you for joining us. Electronic music traces back roughly a century and has evolved dramatically as technology has changed. At first, it was obscure art music made by gigantic hand-built machines. Sound synthesizers started becoming accessible to musicians in the 1970s, and soon were ubiquitous in pop and dance music in the 80s and 90s. Fast forward to today, a vast inventory of synth apps and tools are available at minimal cost for people interested in creating electronic sounds, which seem to be everywhere. Several popular websites now list over 100 genres under the banner of electronic music. But is more better? An argument can be made that electronic music has, in conquering the world, fallen into a deep rut. New music is often accused of sounding stale and redundant. Perhaps it's tougher to sound original in this heavily built environment. In this episode, We'll hear two fresh takes on electronic music, less focused on technology and more on soul. We'll meet Gold Gazebo and VWAM, two artists with new releases on Right Brain Records. Gold Gazebo is a trio of prolific and somewhat reclusive artists unbound by any particular musical lane or tradition. Their new album is called Please Fall Awake, It's a series of collages, swirling sonic sculptures using synthesizers and acoustic instruments, unlike anything I've heard before. VWAM, that's V-W-A-M, is a quintet formerly known as Vancouver Women's Ambient Music Collective. Their second album is Les Fleurs du Mal a combination of deep meditations and upbeat free-for-all mixes incorporating voices and percussion. They bring an organic and very human element to a genre better known for glorifying machines. Both of these records were produced during the COVID pandemic using distancing rules and limitations as assets, collaborating in new ways and making sounds that otherwise would never have come to be. Let's start with Gold Gazebo's Christopher Sean Williams.
1: So the instrument is this multi-polyphonic expressive MIDI controller. It's got 200 keys. Each button has like a three degrees of expression. It's got like XY pressure sensitivity. You can do pitch bends and it's kind of like laid out almost like a guitar. It's got like an isomorphic layout. Every scale is the same, unlike a piano. You know, you have to learn different fingerings, but if you know one fingering, you can transpose that over the next note. So it's kind of a really good sound design tool and also a really good songwriting tool as well. I use it to like set up different workflows with like different instruments I'm working with, mostly in the iPad. With an uh, l- instrument, you can split the um sounds so it's not just like a normal keyboard where it's just like one sound as the whole thing i can have half of it playing a clarinet sound the other half of it playing a flute and then behind that you know some pad sensor playing through everything or i can even do like channel per row you know i could have 16 different sounds playing on different rows and stuff and you could um also you know do midi mapping with drum machines and stuff so you can kind of basically um become like a conductor you know i kind of that's kind of like i like to visualize it as like i'm using the instrument to control all these devices as one in this album please fall awake i'm working with two other musicians mike basil who's a guitarist And Matt is a trombonist and kind of multi-instrumentalist. He he was on didgeridoo and the melodica and stuff, but uh, G and I kind of work more closely in the beginning stages. Like we made all the tracks together. If he's on a track, he sent it to me first and I played over it. I always record what I'm doing, you know? So the first take sometimes is good, but you know, sometimes I'll do the second or third take, but it's never like really edited and I'm never like composing anything basically by feel. There's Matt's a trombonist. I basically just gave him free reign and just told him to do whatever he wanted to do. But it was all pretty much from one person to the next, you know, there's no planning. There's no like sheet music or chord progressions being talked about.
0: So you sort of have this informal way of composing things together. Sounds like everyone Mm -hmm. has their own way of going about it and it sounds like you're the coordinator the one who just ultimately brings it all together
1: yeah with g i think he's usually sending me composed ideas that are kind of remixed differently like when Mm -hmm. i play with him in person he tends to have certain little riffs and hooks and stuff but they're always played a little differently so he kind of like is like it's like a pseudo improvisation but he'll send me his recordings and everything i do over that is completely improvised I'm not, like, an elitist about hooks. You know, I really I really love a good hook. And what I try to do is I just, like, make music that has hooks that just don't really repeat that often. Or does like, little moments that, you know... Moments in a song where it's, like, even, like, you know, a quarter of a second, but it's just, like, such a pleasing tone that they added for some reason that, like, it just keeps bringing it back. I just kind of want to add layers upon layers of that until, you know, there's, like, a whole piece of those moments. every project has some sort of different focus and i kind of move on pretty quickly once like that idea is done. But yeah, i mean there's always there's always ideas in the mix cuz like if i'm, you know, if i'm, if I'm working on something i kind of just feel like i don't have much reason to be here. So i always like try to stay busy. Yeah, whenever i go and listen to it again, it's it's like a little daydream and i kind of get pretty lost in it. Um, so I think if someone going into it wants to kind of like get, you know, misdirected or like a little bit kind of like confused for a while, but kind of like in a, a a good way, you know, like when you wake up from a daydream, you know, and the rules have kind of changed a little bit while you were dreaming, kind of like that, like, you know, like you close your eyes and gravity changes a little bit for a while. You know, it's a, it's a good album to kind of like get lost and in a kind of an active way. You know, it's kind of an album to chill out to, but also to kind of a reflective kind of thing. It's kind of close to ambient, but it's kind of more like active, you know, active ambient music.
0: Of Gold Gazebo are Mike Basil, sometimes known as G, and Matt Hotez. Mike is a master at coaxing a wide palette of ethereal sounds out of his guitars. Matt is a trombonist, multi instrumentalist with a soft touch and sci fi sensibility. Let's switch to Vlam and Alice Hamilton, the group's maestro from her Vancouver home base.
2: I guess what's unique for me is, like, in my history of playing music, I've played with many, many men, and um, I just... Um, I've played with a lot of musicians in my sort of 20 years I've been doing music just because I played in a lot of large ensemble groups, so, uh, and it was just, it always seemed like a lot of men (laughs) and very few women, so I don't know if that's unique to my experience, but that was my experience. And um, so when I started WHAM, I was just at a point where I was trying to think of projects that could include more women. We're a bit of a shapeshifter, in a way. Like we started out just having totally freeform jams. Um, everybody'd come over to my place, and we plug in and just kind of go crazy. And after that, you know, I'm I'm I like to try different things. I started saying to the group, kind of, hey, what if we try this? Hey, what if we try that? So, you know, we started working with beats was the first thing we did after just freeform jamming. And I guess as we've sort of evolved, you know, uh, we invite, we. when Tracy first joined us, she's a classical vocalist. So, you know, we've just sort of tried new things as we go along, because I saw the group from the beginning as political action and community like a community building project rather than a um let's make a great record project it was all was about community and not the end result well we couldn't do it the way we did it before but i kind of didn't want to do it the same way anyway so it almost gave me an excuse to try something different It was like a collage. It was kind of like musical collage, you know, where you cut up a bunch of magazines and see what works together. And then once I'd have a few tracks stuck together, somebody else would come over and I'd say, okay, what should we do with this? What do you hear being added to this, so.
0: Is it something that you had an aesthetic in mind beforehand or did it just kind of emerge?
2: I'd say it emerged, I mean, I wanted the pieces to work really well together because, you know, some of them are very sort of droney, ambient pieces, which I love that kind of music. And others are more almost like pop songs. a lot of color for me, because I see a lot of color when I listen to music. So it's just a way of, it's like almost like putting on colored lights in your house or something. I came up with a bass line. I was layering improvised pieces from the rest of the group over top. There were some moments in that I think where wrong notes, quote unquote, just sound really good to me. So it started that way. And then Kristen did the vocal for that. She doesn't sing, but she has this terrific voice. And she also speaks a bunch of different languages.
0: Let's talk about Lady Conductor, it's the first piece, it's the longest track on the album.
2: Well that one started with uh, Cole came over and we were just jamming, and I have this awesome little instrument that I bought online, I'll show it to you actually, one sec. This thing, I bought it from this guy in Oakland, California, and I just liked it because it's an eight step sequencer, and you can kind of speed it up. Or slow it down with this. And then each of these is a pitch, and you can kind of, you know, mess around with the pitches with these. And then it's got tone and volume. And um, I just, I love this thing because it's so, it's just got a great old fashioned analog outer spacey sound. And, um, I kind of wanted to like do a whole record about this machine like I love it so much it's just so it's so basic and so cool and it's also it works like a metronome right because so you can almost like jam along with it as your drum machine if you want to have a sort of tonal uh, metronome or whatever and I also like it because you know you can get quarter tones and stuff there's no like real tuning on this thing it's all crazy. Then we added to it the next time somebody else came over. Everyone's super excited about it, frankly, having the opportunity to do this while there's not the opportunity to do a lot of other things is it's very exciting for people. Also. And I think it's neat that it's um, defined by the time that way.
0: Alice is joined musically by Annie Wilkinson, Tracy Bile, Carrie Selkirk, and Cole Alexandra, not to mention guest appearances by Kristen Fraser and Courtney Weber. Like Gold Gazebo, VWAM has found a distinctive voice amid a vast field. I urge you to explore both of these artists and their new releases on Right Brain Records. There you can find links to audio and also video content for both albums. We'll close here with one last cut from Les Fleurs du Mal by VWAM. This is Caves.
3: you I'm
0: listening to the right brain music podcast presented by right brain records you can visit us at rightbrainrecords.com farewell for now join us next time